Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome to WTIC's Pet Talk. Today, Drs. Andrea Dennis and Eva Saranovich take your pet health questions. This is a show for you and your best friend. Call in now at 522-WTIC, 1-800-966-WTIC, or start WTIC from your cell phone if you have AT&T Wireless. And now, Pet Talk. Well, good afternoon, and welcome to the veterinary edition of Pet Talk. I'm Dr. Andrea Dennis. I'm Eva Saranovich. And we're from the Bloomfield Animal Hospital. This is our first show of the decade. Not just That's the year, so the weird. decade. <laughs> It's just hard to even <laughs> comprehend yes, and get our minds around it. Exactly. I actually stole that from our producer, Mike. But when you really think of 2020, it's, there we go. So yeah. <laughs> you have no words. I don't. <laughs> but this, but at the same time, it's um, a time for um, for changes in our lives, for for new beginnings, and that includes our pets. So we're going to sort of start off the uh, the show here. We're talking about some of the things that we think are important to do, uh, some sort of New Year's resolutions for your pets. But again, just a reminder what this show is all about. We have a full Saturday lineup where people call in for you know some helpful help from us for your pet questions. So that's what we're here for. So we need you to call in. We would love for you to um, either share some um, issues that you're going through that would be helpful to others, or at the same time, if you actually have questions about your pets. Um, medical care um, about what you're doing at home what's the best diets to put them on and you know even sometimes some of the behavioral things that they're doing is actually related to their medical health I had a, a couple of cases today where people came in and they were thinking that you know geez their behaviors really changed but by the time they left we under they now understand there's some medical reasons behind it. So that's what we're here for, and we love speaking with you. Uh, we uh, we talk to each other all the time during the week, so it's time for you to call us at 860-522-9842 or 1-800-966-9842. And um, in the meantime, as the calls are coming in, Let's just start off about some of the important things. And we've talked about this in years past, mm -hmm. too. But as we start 2020 in the decade, it's all about, we. it's always number one, how do we get in shape ourselves and with our right. pets? And it really is a matter of exercise, if you can, and weight control. 
And so if we could make our first resolution is to exercise a bit more, and that doesn't include just um, dogs. You know, cats, there's a lot of things you can do inside with your cats, playing with toys, get them motivated to uh, go ahead and, and play with you and just to move. I even, my dog, my cat is so food oriented. I will, I'll shake the her- <laughs> Okay, so that's 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 an understatement. All right, my cat would eat all the time. Okay, but if I shake her food like one stair level to the other, she runs up and down. Yep. And sometimes that's the best way for Rita to exercise. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's <laughs> and so and the other thing with that is that. Um, with the diet itself, uh, again, this is an example of uh, speaking with someone today. People generally just eyeball their food. Right. They don't measure it. And so I, when I asked uh, someone was gaining weight over the last six months, and I asked, well, how much are you feeding? And, well, kind of this much, just a scoop. Well, the scoop, I said, well, measure what the scoop mm-hmm. is. and Because they thought it was a quarter of a cup twice a day. And that's really, because it's a small dog. That's right. what they should be doing. And they came in, um, their follow-up, and they said, you know, it actually was a half a cup twice a day. We're actually feeding twice what you had recommended. But it's just a matter of measuring. So do a food audit. Actually right. measure the food. Food, see how much you're feeding. Look what the package says, and even the packaging is a guideline. You know, no, every we all know we all burn up uh, calories a little bit differently, mm-hmm. one by one. Each each individual is different, and so with that, that will help with the exercise and make sure that your dogs, especially if you go outside, if they even sometimes if they have some arthritis, if we can keep them at a nice lean weight. Um, and then with some exercise and out, without overdoing it, that's that's a great way to, to help control that. It is. It so, is. So that's number one. And I can just, oh, as I banged my microphone, <laughs> I talk with my hands. Uh, the, those pu- the puzzle feeders. Right. Puzzle feeders are very good ways to, to feed animals. Mm-hmm. They, these are like little toys that they call them puzzle toys. And you can sort of... Um, it slows down their eating and they feel like they're doing something interesting and you're switching up the way that you deliver the food. So look into some of those ideas for, for better food intake. The uh, other things for the new year, if you are looking to experience new places and travel, look into places that you can take your pets. Um, there are, especially for dogs, there are many more dog-friendly hotels or dog-friendly campgrounds or um you know, parks or cities that that you can look into where you might want to travel with your animal. Um, Certainly make sure you're prepared for traveling with your animal as far as having medications and leashed properly and microchipped and all that. But it can be a fun way to spend time with your pet and go and see new things. Um, The other thing that goes along with that is, is getting your pets new to good new situations. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe getting your pets trained more. If there's certain behavioral aspects that you're sitting there going, you know, I can't even go walk down the street with my pet. Well, it's time, maybe time to talk to your veterinarian about a good trainer or about somebody to work with. Um, You know, if you're using a regular collar, does a gentle leader help you? What can you do to train your dog to walk with you better so that you can go experience new things? And if you have a dog that's fearful, Maybe it's time to talk to somebody about how do I get my dog over this and working with a professional to say, how can I get dogs, my dog used to things so we can go to new places and do new things and that, and that the dog will be comfortable. Right. Um, interesting there. Um, 
you know, when you talk about training service dogs, but it's really even just our own dogs, one of the big things for socializing and getting them used to being out there is when you first get them or when they're puppies, exposing them to different surfaces. You know, can they walk on grass? Can they walk on dirt? Can they walk on wobbly things? Can they walk on bridges? (laughs) On snow. On snow. Uh, What's it like when you turn the vacuum on in your house? Do we need a lot of treats to make them used to that? Um, experiencing other people. If you want a dog that you can take into the city, then you've got to get a dog that is not fearful of other people when they approach them. So getting that dog exposed to that at an early age is always a good thing. But so if you work, you know, it's, first of all, a dog can always learn new tricks just like we can. Mm -hmm. We really can. (laughs) So it's never too late to go to a trainer and Mm -hmm. work on the problems that you're having and, and if, and, and work things out because it can be done. Very good. And and, and there's, um, like you said, you, you're not too old to learn. Never. You know, and that's a, an old wife's tale, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. This is a resolution that I am going to do, and that is spending more time with my pets. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, you, you know, when I uh, come in the house and because life gets so busy and I come home from work and, and I generally have my hands full, mm-hmm. every finger is carrying something. And when you get in the door and, you know, and Jack, who's like 80 pounds and you've got a big, your dog's at, cat's at home too. And he, he can't wait for mm-hmm. you to touch him. Can't wait for you to say hello. And I'm like, okay, Jack, you know, let me put my things down and, you know, and the, you'll get petted because he's, he's such a love. But then it's those times too when I, you need, life, it can be just so stressful to just take a breather and spend more time with him because you're going to end up doing more good for yourself because it reduces your stress and it allows just take a few deep breaths while you're just doing that. So that's um, that's kind of number one on my list. I did, you know, I did that last night with Henry, who's almost ninety pounds. Uh huh. He lay on top of me, put his head on my shoulder, and we just sat Aww. on the couch for a while, and he fell asleep. It was very cute. He's and, a little heavy, but you know. Yeah, he he's getting a little bit heavier. That, but he's still cute. But yeah, let's just take a mm-hmm. little bit more time. Um, you know. Before you go and exercise and do the other things you have to do or make dinner, just spend a little bit more time with your pets, too. Be good for both of us, all of us. I think, uh, as with all of us and for your pets, January is a good time to assess wellness and health. Mm -hmm. Um, Things like if you haven't had a wellness check in a while, schedule that wellness check. Make sure you go down your checklist with any questions you have for your veterinary. It's a good time to say this is what's been happening recently. Is it a problem? Because we all see things and put them to the back of our head and walk past it. Right. That's your time to ask all those questions you have. Um, and things like teeth and health, oral health and resolving to get better about toothbrushing, which I <laughs> I resolve to get better about toothbrushing because it's good. It's so healthy for your animals. It's the right thing to it do. Is. It's not just the bad breath in the car. No. It's, it's the health of your pet. So this is a good time of year to assess all of that. And we've been very fortunate um, about not having many uh, emergencies lately. Um, we had the disastrous snowstorm in October. We've had the hurricanes, but it's it been relatively quiet. Mm-hmm. You look what's happening in Australia. Mm-hmm. But what is the should also be on your list of things to do here as a New Year's resolution is to create an emergency pet plan. And I'm talking about, you know, there is going to be times when we have to evacuate because of a disaster or natural disaster of some kind. So you want to, as you mentioned, um, you know, look into pet friendly hotels that you can Mm -hmm. think of where you're going. If you feel like, okay, well, I have a a relative in New York, upper state New York, would that relative accept you and accept your pets Mm -hmm. if you had to leave your home? Um, I would also check in with the town, um, your local town, what would be available um, in terms of if we had to have, um, because of electricity and power right. or heat, you know, with, where would your pet be able to go? Would you be able to keep your pet with you? 
Um, I also think if you can get a um, put together a survival kit that's made up of um, medicine, um, their their food, you know, and even some uh, a med- bit of a medical record mm-hmm. when they last had their rabies shot, things like that. So. It, for kitties, I always have an extra box of kitty litter. Right. Um, for my, for I always have one extra, so um, just in case mm-hmm. I have to go somewhere. So that's, so I think those are some pretty good mm-hmm. thoughts. Do you have anything else you wanted to add with that, or I think we kind of covered it. I think we kind of covered it. I think, um, and you, and remember, for any of these things, if you need help, your veterinarian's a good resource. Don't be afraid to call the staff, and the and the your veterinarian can help you with any of these questions that you have that, you know, what should I be doing for any suggestions of what I should have for a plan? Right. That's what we're here for. Yeah, exactly. And so that's uh, sort of the, it's going to conclude our important resolutions mm-hmm. for 2020, um, things that you can do for yourselves and your pets. We know you told, you know, what's high on our list of what we're going to do. So we're going to come back and again, there'll be time to, to take your calls, but just uh, we'll take a quick break this time and we'll be back with more pet talk. Celebrating the beginning of 2020 with Mariah Carey. She's uh, she, an upbeat because it is a dreary day out there. It is a very dreary day out there. <laughs> I could just snuggle and go right uh-huh. back into bed without a problem. But we're here. You're listening to Pet Talk. Um, I'm Dr. Andrea Dennison along with Dr. Eva Saranovich. We're from the Bloomfield Animal Hospital, and on Saturdays, uh, we're here on the air from 2 to 3. And our job here, our reason for driving to Farmington is so that we can speak with you. And we do have open phone lines, so please feel free to give us a call, and this would be a great time to get in. Uh, because before you know, we just have another half hour about left with the show. It goes by fast, so if you call now, we'll definitely get you in. And that's 860-522-9842. Or 800-966-9842. Uh, you can also also reach us at uh, on our website, which is very easy, bloomfieldanimalhospitalct.com. So it is winter, even though it's 40-something degrees today. Mm-hmm. We, have to, um, we have some winter issues that people also need to be uh, alert of and keep their pets safe. Yeah, there was a case in Connecticut where a, a man threw, fell through the ice while trying to rescue his dog before Christmas time. Um, so he went out on the lake, and when his dog fell through and tried to help him, he went in. Mm. Uh, fortunately, that and people called fire officials, and three people, bystanders, kind of linked up and helped pull the, him and his dog out of the water. But he was suffering from severe hyperthermia, couldn't walk, ended up in the hospital. The dog, fortunately, was better off. Um, oh, wow. But it's all about, you know, what to do if that happens. I've, I've had friends that that happened to. I've, I had a client Quiet. who lost a dog who the went dog the- went in the ice and they couldn't, there was nothing they could do. Right. Um, but if your dog does fall on the ice, you going out there, you're heavier than your dog. Mm-hmm. You are very likely to go in after your dog. So the first thing you should do is call 911. Good. You going out there is not going to help anybody Mm -hmm. um the two of you will be in there so you really shouldn't you should let the experts go in there and get the dog you know they'll have ropes they'll have somebody on shore and they're going to have the proper outfits and you know they'll they'll know how to take care of it right um 
But to stay safe on the ice, first of all, when you're in those situations, your dog should be on a leash. They shouldn't. They don't know any better. They will run out there. They will slide out there. You need to be super careful when there's water around. Mm-hmm. Um, keep in mind that ice thickness can't be, isn't necessarily what you think it is. I mean, depending if there's running water on the area that you see that's frozen, you you don't know how thick that ice is. You don't know if you're. you're it's too dangerous to uh, suppose we can walk across exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Ice fishing, you don't want, you know, people, I, I don't, I wouldn't ice fish because I don't like the cold that much, <laughs> but you need to know how to do that safely. You need to be aware of where your pets are, but it's super important. Don't go out there after your dog, get help. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And again, we, you can have some cold days, the ice looks like it's frozen mm-hmm. and then it, it just sort of, um, it warms up and, and before you know it, that, that ice is just too thin. Right. And, and again, to um, personally um, have a, a client and a patient, uh, a patient that passed away because they ran down the hill and went into the ice. Uh-huh. I'll, I'll always remember that, uh-huh. that issue. And I still, to be feel so helpless where you just can't do anything. Right. Right. Um, so be careful with the ice. Um, as promised, we are, said we would answer as many phone calls and we'll take your phone calls for today. And so we're going to start with Paul. Um, how are you today, Paul? Happy New Year. Happy New Year too. Thank you. So you have a cat, I'm assuming, or do you have more than one? Just one cat. Okay. And what's going on? Um, you, I, I heard, well, I don't know, maybe a month ago or so, uh, you had a recommendation for something that would help break up fur balls or, or decrease them. You know, that may have been, the, the, you know, Lori Fass is a dog trainer. Um, should we alternate on Saturdays? I actually right. don't remember that, but um, but but I'm happy to, you know, it's it's hard to break up a fur ball. Because um, tra- really that's something we, there's things that you can do to help the fur pass through the cat system. Um, okay. Yeah, that was what it was, I believe. Okay, so how do you know that your cat has a fur ball? Is it because we're vomiting up fur or coughing or what? Bombing the fur. Okay. So, it, and pretty much it looks tubular? Does it look like it's yeah. been? Okay. And are, do you have a long-haired cat? Yes. Okay. And what did you try so far? We put him on a, uh, uh, a diet that uh, has um, supposedly fur ball reducing yeah. mm-hmm. to it. Okay. And it helps a little bit, but, uh, you know, it's, it's not... Uh, it's not acute. It's just chronic. He does it like maybe once every week or so. Yeah, I I see that the fur ball food is not my go to things. That's why I don't. Th- I think it's probably um, Lori that answered that. The food is fine. My cats actually vomited more on that food. It just didn't agree with them. But it's yeah. it's something. It's something you can try. I think really. The best thing for any cat, whether they're long-haired or short-haired, uh, my cat gets combed every single day. That's part of my spending time with my cat. And even just to keep as much hair out of their mouths. And if you can comb them, that's the number one thing. I yeah, also- that's the problem with him is that you can brush his back, which is fine, but he doesn't lick there. Uh, so I go on the sides of the bellies. He'll sort of nip at you to get you away from it. Can you, like, maybe even do just three or four combings, like three or four movements, and then be done? Like, 
like just do and before he bites you or gets upset. Yeah. 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 So don't make. That's what I'm saying. I just do a little bit every day, and I'll say, okay, I did the left, the left, you know, chest wall. That's what I did. I did under his neck on Saturday, like because uh-huh. my cat will let me do it, maybe you know, for about thirty seconds, and then she lets me know that she's done. Depending on where I do it, like you said, she doesn't mind the back, but getting her underneath the belly. But make a section of her body three, four, maybe five times, and then she'll know that you're not going to overdo it. You're not going to overstimulate her. You're not going to bother her. And then she'll learn to trust you that it's not going to be a, you know, a five-minute ordeal. So I would start okay. there, okay? Um, yeah. And then I do like the medicine that comes, like, in a um, tube, like, it looks like um, toothpaste. It's um, Laxitone is one of my favorite. And it, you just give them a little bit on their lips or smear some on their um put some on your finger, smear it on their lips, and then they take that every day. And I think that's more helpful than the food itself. Yeah, no, the laxatone was what uh, I couldn't remember. I, I yeah, remember okay. Get the laxatone, call your veterinary office, and they will have it for you. Let's start that and a little bit of combing, Paul, and I think that's going to help you start 2020 off and less fur balls. Okay. okay. Now, I get the laxatone only through the... Um, I, I think there's there's different names um, over the counter. Um, there's different names over the counter, um, and but Laxtone is the one that we use through the veterinary ones, and that one's always a good product. Okay. And it's not very expensive, really. I would just call them, or but you can they they have other things that you can like probably go to a Petco or a PetSmart and find something. But I know what's in the Laxtone, and that's why I'm recommending it. Right. Right. All right, Paul, we got to take a, a news break. I'm happy you can stay on hold if you have more questions, but I've no, got to. I'm all set. Okay. All right. Happy New Year to you. Thank happy you. Happy New Year, too. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. Yes, as promised, we have a news break, but I will, and we will answer all the calls today. Uh, so let's take a hard break. We'll be right back. It's Saturday, and the first Saturday mm-hmm. of 2020. You know, sometimes I couldn't remember last week. Was this a Friday or was it Sunday? It was so confusing. It was very confusing, but we're back on track. Mm-hmm. It's Saturday, first Saturday, and we are celebrating uh, the beginning of the year. We went over uh, quite a few resolutions. We may have more to add to the list, but um, I'm Dr. Andrea Dennis and Dr. Eva Saranovich, and we are here sharing our, our afternoon with you. We always encourage you to call in. We love the conversation. We we love the the feedback. Um, that's what we're here for is to try to help you out, do the right things for your pets. So call us at 860-522-9842. We'll get you in on the air. And um, we're very nice. We're very polite. We, we're non-judgmental. Um, and it's 1-800-966-9842. Michael will um, sort of screen your calls and get you on. And I think we've had Kathy has been a very patient soul. Kathy, welcome yes. to Pet Talk. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Yes. Um, I actually was, I was listening to you talk about New Year's resolutions, and I was thinking, you know, that you should know how to do pet CPR. You should know how to do basic medical care. If there's an emergency, 
I, I mean, my, I just lost my, my dog in June very unexpectedly. Um, oh. He basically suffocated in my arms, and, oh. and I didn't expect it. I didn't. I didn't know what to do. I panicked. I realized I didn't have a first aid kit. Yes. I didn't. I didn't know what to do. I had no. Oh. And you know, you do that for your kids. You do that for your family. Right. But right. you don't think of your pets all the time. So I think that's really important. It's what I learned. I, that, I am so sorry yeah. that you went through that. Well, it was pretty, pretty, pretty horrible. Oh, yes. Yes. But, in your arms, we 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 understand completely. But it's a great, great it, um, thought. And, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's a really good idea and. There's actually are there are resources out there um, to learn these things. The Red Cross has some online training, so contacting the Red Cross, they actually do have some pet courses. Um, looking at Tunksis Community College, they're actually this spring going to teach some pet first aid cost classes that oh. talk about basic first aid, CPR, choking hazards, heat and cold emergencies, and health signs to watch for. They have it March seventh, uh, twenty twenty, and May ninth, twenty twenty. So I think I think that's an excellent suggestion on your part. Awesome. I am sorry that you went through that, but I think that's a great thing to tell people to do. Well, it is, you know, because it's too late once you have that emergency and you don't know what to do. And, right. And it's so easy to panic. It's and mm-hmm. you just you, your mind loses. You, you lose your mind. You don't really know what to do. And you just sit there and you're like, what now? What? So right. Yeah. I, I that's that's my lesson learned. And I hope other people will. Um, you know, do and, something and, about it. And it's not that hard. I think that's why you just feel so, I mean, when the loss of, of having, you know, your your furry pet family um, member is just so devastating. But there's it, there's some simple things that can be done. But it's like you said, if you don't know what to do uh, or even w- what to look for, you know, again, yeah. in terms of the color of the gums, when do you know that this is really a problem when we have to go to the emergency hospital? But this is, um, again, we're, we're so glad that you brought this mm-hmm. and you're willing to share this painful incident um, so that we do. And, and talking, you know, to your veterinarian is just there's so many, um, you know, good ways to, to try to get that information. Um, we've we've even taught cl- yeah. courses ourselves um, and taught, you know, like groups that have had us come in. So. Good luck, Kathy. You know, Have you opened up your heart again, or it's just I, been too painful? It, well, you know, I lost two dogs within a few months, so oh. um, it, it's we're kind of waiting a little bit. I, I can understand, yeah. We, we understand hard. completely, but yeah. The, the other one, at least, it was, it, I mean, at least, they, it's still a loss, but it, it was planned. We understood it was a disease. You know, he, he was diabetic, and it was uncontrolled, and, you know, you yeah. you saw it coming, and, you, you, you know, it was, we had to put him down, but at least, you felt like, okay, we gave him the best life. We did everything we could. Right. We, you know, and well, there was nothing else we could do. But this case, it was just, it was, it shouldn't have happened. And, mm. you know. I do. And I think the other thing, too, is I we're learning something from you, or I am. Um, I could speak for myself in that, you know, when we have puppies and kittens, when people first bring their first dogs and cats to us, we have we go over a lot of information. It's not just the the physical exam, and and we should probably be, include something like this. Yeah. You know, now that you're saying that, you sort of like, you know, opened up our, our minds a little bit that this is something that, especially when there are classes around and there's you know apps that people are very you know tech savvy or you know the younger mm-hmm. crowd just uses their phone for everything. So, um, I, I appreciate you doing this. I think we're going to expand our own. Mm-hmm. Um, um, teaching in, in our, our our animal hospital. So thank you for calling. And you know, <clears throat> there's one other thing too that my vet said to me. Um, I actually am handicapped, so I use a walker. And 
Um, one of the reasons that I couldn't get him to help is that I couldn't carry him out of the house, and I was waiting for someone to come to me yeah. to help me carry him out. Mm-hmm. And my vet said afterwards that he knew of this woman that builds these little harnesses that I could have used if I had purchased one. I could have, because I can pick somebody up. I just you need a walker. So yeah. he said, you know, he goes. And he said to me, I really should have said something to you. I should have, yeah. you know, been more observant. I didn't even think that you would need that help or anything. Yeah. But, yeah. you you're, know, so. you're helping us, Kathy. I mean, in your yeah. in your pain, you're helping us. And, you know, and again, we're um, we know that we're we're always learning. We're, we're always learning. And and. Um, you know, this is like the harnesses are same thing with your veterinarian. I think veterinarians are very good about saying we don't know it all. You know, so that's why this show is very good yeah. about sharing. Um, and, you know, in this phone call in itself is going to help so many people that are listening. I'm glad. I'm okay. Glad. Well, good luck to you, Kathy. And um, well, you. hopefully you'll at some point you'll be able to heal and, and bring someone else in for a little company. Uh, maybe in the spring. <laughs> okay. Well, good luck. Let us know, though. Okay. All righty. Thank you so much. Have a nice day. Good, good, happy New Year. Happy New Year, Kathy. Poor thing. That that that's hard. You Mm -hmm. know, you can just hear it in her voice. So, um, so do you want to? I guess we have a another call. So let's grab that one before a break, okay? And I'm not sure I have a complete answer at at this point. It's Sheila. This is um, Dr. Dennis and Dr. Saranovich. Oh, hi. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I have finished lap hounds, and you helped me uh, last spring yes. with a problem I was having with my very intact male. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I'm, I'm <laughs> and he's wonderful. He really is, and, and I right, wouldn't good. keep him intact, but he's just wonderful. Right. And he did have a little problem, uh, you know, urinary tract, and yes. we got it all resolved. Oh, good, and good. He's in great shape. But I'm I'm doing a shameless plug, if you don't mind. Okay. <laughs> Um, I'm a member of the Merrimack Valley Kennel Club in mm-hmm. Gary, New Hampshire, mm-hmm. um, mostly because I have a northern breed and most of the clubs around here are bird dogs and fluffies. So I belong to, to that particular kennel club. And this weekend, they're up there at the Eastern States having a show. Oh. And it is a very fine show. And if you want to spend a Sunday just having a really good time, yeah, go to the Eastern States. It's five dollars to get in. There's vendors. There's education. There's it's like a circus. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, that we've 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 been there. So um, we understand. But again, that's a nice that's resolution because you can go and you can see some gorgeous, gorgeous canines you know somebody see these show dogs and at the same time with the vendors information to again help have a good healthy start to the year so no thank you for sharing (laughs) eastern states is easy for lots of people to get to um oh for sure yeah no sheila thank you very much oh my pleasure and thanks for taking this call and it's a great club and they're wonderful people and they'll Help you out if you have questions. (laughs) Okay, that's perfect. Well, listen, Happy New Year. Have a great 2020. Yeah, you too. Thanks. (laughs) Thank you, Sheila. Yeah, I think... um especially I don't know what the weather's going to be like tomorrow. Sounds like fun. Yeah, people want to go inside. <laughs> it's not too far from where you live. No. <laughs> Just go right up the road. It'd be entertaining. Hey, we were, um, before we take a, our last break of, of the afternoon, we were talking about some of the winter mm-hmm. issues. And um, there was, you know, we, we talked about the going through the ice, which is, can be devastating and staying off the ice. But then also you had a little story about a tortoise because people... 
are using little heating units. Yeah, and so you have to be careful. This was a 45-year-old tortoise, and the reason it caught the news, it was in England, and it caught the news is because it has a very cranky look on its face, so it was the angry tortoise that the fire department had to save. But <laughs> what it actually did was it had a heat lamp, and the tortoise knocked it over onto its bedding and set the house on fire. Oh, my gosh. So I think that's a lesson for all of us when you're thinking about if you're heating with um, any heat lamps or any type of source like that that can be knocked over or something can be brushed against, keep in mind... That it's not just the people that can hit it, but your animals can hit it and, right. and start fires. So right. super important to remember where placement of that is in relationship to your animals. Good. And if I can piggyback on that heating pads, too, oh. uh, when people are using heating pads and some of those old ones, especially mm-hmm. that just never shut off or they don't have an automatic shut off. Yep. And I've had... Um, pets burn yeah. on those because yep. people think oh they're they're cold and we'll put the heating pad mm-hmm. on so again those those electrical items we just we, we take it for granted right um i bought a, a new heating pad for myself <laughs> but but it's got this automatic shut off right but i'm also very careful about shutting it off mm-hmm. all right so that's another thought to keep you safe for the winter it's time for us to take our last short break of the afternoon we'll be back with more phone calls and more information about keeping your pets safe on Pet Talk. I'd spend 10,000 hours and 10,000 more. Oh, if that's what it takes to learn that sweetheart of yours. And I might never get there, but I'm gonna try. If it's 10,000 hours or the rest of my life, I'm gonna love you. Welcome back. You are listening to the Veterinary Edition of Pet Talk. I'm Dr. Andrea Dennis and Dr. Eva Saranovich. Uh, we're from the Bloomfield Animal Hospital. And on Saturdays, we spend our time on WTIC News Talk 1080. Uh, I want to thank Justin Levine for um, providing the um, music ideas and then um, getting us through a little bit of fun with this uh, 2020 beginning show for the year. And we've been um, talking about... and callers that have also been adding things that we should do to our new year's resolutions to help our pets things that we should think differently about so if you have a thought that you want to share feel free to give us a call at 860-522-9842 or at 800-966-9842 but um, we've been talking um, over the years about Living with wildlife, and they're coming, they're more and more a part of our lives um, every day. Uh, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. But just, <laughs> sorry. But first, we're going to um, just sort of give you an update with some of the things that uh, Dr. Eva has found in the news. Yeah, no, as we all know, it's Australia is in big trouble right now, mm-hmm. horrible fires, and where our heart goes out to all those people uh, yes. that are there. Um, but it's interesting article in. Um, they're trying to help the koala population out in some of these fire-ravaged areas, and it's part of it is having to find the koalas. Um, and there's an article about a dog that I guess he was not a good um, – he, he's one of these working breeds, um, Australian working breeds, and he was not a good house pet. And apparently he's not a cuddly yeah. dog, and he doesn't like to be touched a whole lot, but he loves to work, which a lot of these – that's what these dogs are bred for. Right. And what they found out is he will sniff out koalas, and he oh. doesn't have a huge prey drive. He doesn't want to – kill the koalas he will do it for his ball as a reward and he will and he helps research these um trackers that are trying to help these animals find the koalas i I think that's it's just amazing how you can use the you know the how talented these dogs are and how you can take a dog that wasn't a good house pet Mm -hmm. but here he has such talents that somebody was able to train and use 
in other circumstances and try to benefit. Yeah, that's that's pretty so, incredible. It is. Um, and I hope, uh, again, that, that those fires will, will ease up soon because, Ugh, again, awful. so much land and so these animals that live there. It's, oh, just, it's um, just awful. It's poor people. And, and then, you know, and I think about that, too, in terms of why we're seeing uh, more and more wildlife. We appear to be seeing more wildlife. I know in, in my neighborhood, it, um, you know, we've talked about seeing on the air here. With, obviously, we had bear and deer, um, coyotes. We even have a moose in our, our neighborhood mm-hmm. in, um, in, in Simsbury. And one of my um, neighbors is very alert to all the wildlife. She'll capture pictures normally. And, and many times she's done um, gotten pictures. Louise uh, has been very good about documenting who's in the neighborhood on any given day. Cool. We love Louise. She's That's great cool. with the camera. But one, but she went out to get her mail the other day and she, there was a bobcat. Mm-hmm. Now, at least um, the bobcat seems to still scare a little bit easy. Yeah, they say bobcats that don't really, unless the bobcat attacks that have happened are usually bobcats that something's wrong with them, typically okay. rabid bobcats, but they're not right. that interested in us. Right, right. But they're, uh, they're, we're seeing them more and more and we're seeing them in cities. Uh, there's bobcats They've tracked one that the GPS data, they have collars on them that are programmed to fall off, that then they can get these collars and see where they've been. And there's one that, it's a female bobcat. She lives steps away from St. Francis Hospital's emergency room entrance. <laughs> and she and her kittens occasionally go into Bloomfield and West Hartford and then come back to Hartford. They're, you know, they want to go hunt out in the country, but they're they're city cats. They're city slickers. Yeah. That's what they are. And they say they're in Bridgeport. So they're they're all over the place, these, this increase in bobcats. I mean... Again, the good news is they're typically not interested in us. Okay. Um, they're beautiful things. I thought one of the most important, interesting things was when they want to trap them and collar them, they use cat toys to lure them in. <laughs> Sparkly, shiny cat toys. Doesn't matter how big you are. <laughs> they, um, well, that's good. They, I, I think a lot of people just assume that, you know, bobcats are going to attack their, their own mm-hmm. cats and dogs out there. And, mm-hmm. and they're not like coyotes. No, they tend not to be like coyotes. They tend to want to stay away from us. And they actually do a lot of good by controlling their rodent population right. around, your, around your house. Again, the, you know, you still obviously still need to be careful. And there have been attacks. But again, typically those are, are usually rabid animals. There's something wrong with them. Right. That, I that happens. I didn't realize until I actually read the article that they also attack deer as well. I, you know, it's pretty amazing. I, yeah, because they're about forty pounds. But um, but we're I I feel like we see more and more of them all the mm-hmm. time. So uh, just to just to be careful. And, and but whereas if we can um, compare those a little bit to the coyotes, because again we you and I both have had personal experience mm-hmm. with coyotes. Um, I think uh, on a Saturday. Uh, you, I don't believe you were you were here, but um, there was a caller that that called in about it, and I had seen two attacks that month right. from different. Um, one was out in um, East Granby. Oh, I do. The caller he was actually just walking his dog, and the yes. coyote was approaching them. Yeah, and I had one that was a cat. Yeah, a cat fought off a coyote. Yeah. Now the cat's name is Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> No, that's really his name. That's funny. He's about the size of a dog, but he fought off a coyote. Now, he was sore and he had some some scratches and injuries, but um, most of cats will not be able to fight off a coyote. They usually snatch them, and we've seen many dogs um, killed. Absolutely. But just always go out with the leash, be there, just because you might see one or think there's just one. There's others waiting. Oh, yes. Yes, there is. um, It's funny with the bobcat. I remember seeing, I was driving down the street, and I kind of... uh, see something in the corner of my eye and I go oh, it's a cat mm-hmm. 
And, you know, and you go a little bit past it and you go, huh. And there's nobody behind me. It was a quiet road. So I backed up and sure enough, there's this little bobcat sitting there all mm-hmm. fuzzy and staring at me. We're staring at each other for a while. Yeah. It's cute. I mean, they're gorgeous. They really gorgeous are. Gorgeous critters. And, um, and again, the, the fact that they are typically don't want to have interaction with us, whereas I, I the bear in our neighborhood, and I know we're kind of going off in a DEEP lecture here, yeah. but the bear, I am so amazed why the bear do not... Um, they're, they're not shocked that we're maybe bringing our garbage to the curb. Well, they're happy that you're bringing your garbage to the curb. <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> <laughs> it's dinner. <laughs> or mowing the lawn. You would think the sound of you a lawnmower. Think. Yeah, they don't care. Um, and a couple of years ago, driving home from work on a Saturday, it was one Saturday. I wasn't coming here to the office. I was heading home. And um, I, I unfortunately hit one. Mm-hmm. He survived. My car, not so much. <laughs> My car, not so much. So, you know, we have to be careful with the wildlife. I think all of us now know that we have to, when we drive at dusk, you know, you're kind of looking not just mm. what's in front of you or, or what's coming towards you, but the woods on the side. Absolutely. Who's going to dart out, right? Absolutely. Um, anything more about the bobcats that you wanted to share or not no, really. I, <laughs> I want to see the bobcat near St. Francis, that's all. That's no, and the little kitten. The and the kittens, kittens absolutely. <laughs> all right, so I know um, you had something else you wanted to share, but I was just going to mention, was you finding your last thing? Because we have a couple more minutes to, to go. And that is that when we were talking about dog shows, um, that we, we I was thinking in terms of um, the... Um, Oh, what was it? Uh, Westminster. Westminster. Yep. Westminster Dog Show. So, And they had just announced this year for 2020 that they are going to introduce, or they're announcing two new breeds that they are accepting. That's This is the American Kennel Club. And one is the Barbet, which is a French water dog, and it's going to be a part of the sporting group. And it's, um, you know, the AKC describes it as a very smart even-tempered dog with a very happy, friendly nature. They're um, very curly hair, very thick. Um, I think it's a lot of maintenance for, mm-hmm. for that hair coat. And I, I guess I like people to be aware that these new dogs, but not these dogs are do- good for dog shows. Uh, I'm not necessarily saying we know what kind of, you know, some sure right. what pets they are. Because the other one they're introducing is the Dogo Argentino. And this is a large dog. And this is a dog that's really bred for protection. Mm-hmm. They look kind of look really beautiful in the pictures. I'm not sure uh, if it's a Labradoodle type personality. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got about 30 seconds. So if there's anything else that's kind of short and sweet. Yeah, I think just a reminder out there, we've talked about this before, uh, the whole grain-free diet issue mm-hmm. um, with the fact that there are are dogs out there. We don't know why it happens in some dogs and not others, but they're dogs that will develop a type of cardiomyopathy or heart disease called dilated cardiomyopathy that if picked up early enough, if you go back on the correct diet, has been shown to reverse it. So we know there's something about these diets. Um, There are veterinary nutritionists trying to figure out what's going on with them, but still in the meantime, they say try to stay away from some some of these boutique exotic ingredient grain-free diets until they know more about it so that you don't hurt your pet and just to note that grain there's nothing beneficial about grain free to most dogs either so if you're thinking that may benefit your dog there really isn't because most dogs don't have grain allergies um they really don't it's usually the protein it's usually the protein but be super careful about these diets when we know more and we can tell you more we certainly will but at this point 
they're still advising not to feed these diets. And if you need to transition to another diet, speak, speak with your veterinarian about where a good way to go. I second that. Speak to your veterinarian. We're very happy to share that information. Don't try to do it on your own mm-hmm. online because the information is confusing. Yes. And we're keeping track of it. So and be just give them a call. People will be happy to talk with you. So I guess it's time for some news. And we're going to say goodbye. Thank you, Michael, for producing the show and taking good care of us. And we're going to see you in a couple of weeks. We'll be back with more Pet Talk in two weeks.